Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get out of, get out of, uh, get out of gentlemen's clubs. Oh. I like those. Oh, hey, I'm ready for Mickey Mouse now. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two. I knew that would happen, dude. Uh-oh. What was A- supposed to happen? Everybody that guests hosts always gets interrupted by the kitty cats. See, I was just going to wait because that's what I did last time. I was like, wait, <laughs> let me just wait until it's all the way done. Okay. Every person. And I don't warn them because I want to see if, if the timing will work out. Yeah. I should have waited. Damn it. I was, I'm, I was okay. almost there. I was almost there. 10.07 here on the fan. Uh, just in case you guys didn't know, so Luke got second on Hunt for the Host, right? Mm. I got third. Like, Damn. I, I I mean, Luke was, Luke was, pretty, Luke was pretty funny. You know what I'm saying? And. I didn't know. Don't encourage him. They had no. <laughs> so funny stories. Like they called me and they're like, "Hey, we just want to get your overall like kind of ideas and and everything about Hunt for the Host and just overall experience." I'm like, "All right, cool." And at the same time, they're giving uh, they're giving Luke the show, and I'm sitting there on the phone like, "Did they call me so they can uh, like hear me cry because you know Luke is gonna get this show over me?" And then they offered me. Sports Sunday to do with Lynch. Probably because they heard one episode of uh, the early version of Center and the Saint, and we're like, oh, crap. Yeah, we're, we're in trouble. We effed up. Yeah, but. <laughs> we effed up bad. But here we are, you know, and that was a long time ago. That was only supposed to be for a year. Like, they haven't fired, they haven't fired me yet. I'm just waiting for my key fob not to work anymore. You don't even have a key fob. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. So, you know. <laughs> uh, we they got a should couple. give you a key fob, by the way. Oh, they, they should. I just, I haven't asked for one. Yeah. I haven't. I'm scared. You know, there's a theory among working in an office that I follow. Um, that I th- It's worked for me so far. It's that you want to make yourself known, but not too known. Oh, yeah. You want to lay right into the fold where, like, People are aware you're coming into the office, uh-huh. but they're not too aware of you. Yeah. That's- like, even when you do cool stuff, like, you just kind of underplay it. Because for some reason, like, that cool stuff might put you up on a pedestal. And yeah, then when now you people do- are talking about me. That's nope. right. 
And then when you, once you do not as cool stuff, they're like, God, that guy sucks huh. in comparison. Yeah, so I just kind of try to keep doing cool stuff. I just follow. Yeah. follow. Just like, uh, right under the yeah, radar. That's, that's, that's pretty much what I try to do. I try to stay out of the way and until, you know, don't curse on the radio, and I should be, I should be okay. Right? You should be. Uh, we got a text here on the, the text line. Are you going to talk about the upside of Zach Collins? Probably not. Um, I told them that, yes, we would talk about his hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, his, his yeah, that's about there. all there is. <laughs> the next time, who told Zach to start shooting jumpers? Yeah. I'm curious. I'm like, I'm, did, did Coach Stott say, you know what? When you're open, let it fly. Zach, if you're listening, stop. Don't do that no more. Like, you <laughs> score at the rim. Like, it's all good. Um, yes, Rashad does have to be let in when he gets here because he doesn't have uh, a fob. I'm sure it pisses Lynch off uh, from time to time. I have to do it with uh, uh, with Will this morning. Dude, all I'm saying is it's a smart strategy. You stay under the fold, and it allows it so that, like, because even that, like asking for a key fob, it just puts you on the radar where people are like, oh, God, he's so asking irresponsible. For this. So yeah, why is he doing Right? It's like, oh, so. yeah, Rashad works here. Oh, I think he does great work. I mean... Doesn't have I, a key fob. Though. I never have any problems with him. Yeah, you know, you know, the guy doesn't have a key fob though, so you know. But <laughs> uh, okay, enough about key fobs. More about playing games. Uh, today, the Blazers at eleven thirty a.m. ABC. The Blazers will play the first of what could be three games against the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, so here's my thing, right? We've had a 51, a 61, and a 42-point performance Yes, from Damian Lillard. I can't expect him to do something like this again. No. That's not saying that he won't score like 30 or 35. This is not sustainable. No. If that is the case, which it very much I think is, and it sounds like you do too, who needs to step up? Who needs to be the person that will not so much completely take his place, but be like, yeah, dude, take I got the scoring load. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it has to be Mello. Um, Mello has to be one of those guys. Hopefully CJ can well, – CJ goes without saying. Like we talked about earlier, yeah. if CJ is not that second guy, the Blazers are going to have a problem. So they have to – he has to give his 20-plus whatever for the, for the Blazers to be competitive. But you've seen how different of a team they are when Carmelo is aggressive and Carmelo is knocking down those mellow-type shots. The yeah. Blazers look like an, a different team. But on top of that, we've seen over the past couple games – Gary Trent kind of come back to earth a little bit. Mm. Those, those first four games of the bubble, you're like, this dude, Gary Trent, look what he's doing. He's amazing. He's knocking down every shot. I think he was shooting like 60-something percent from three, which is like unheard of for the first few games. And then we've kind of seen him come, come back to, down to life. And yeah. he's kind of chipping some of those shots that he was, was knocking down really easy. But he's still knocking in shots. If those two guys can be those two guys uh, – I think the Blazers have a chance to win, but there's one other guy that I think is super important, and nobody's talking enough about him, and it's Hassan Whiteside. Mm. Coming off the bench, Hassan Whiteside is averaging damn near double double. You know, he's getting you know he uh, 16 points, uh, right around seven eight rebounds, and he's playing only about 15 20 minutes a game now. So you're getting a lot of man really great production from the small sample size of second string Hassan Whiteside. Like if that's that's a problem because when he comes in, like, those easy shots at the basket that you could get, he's kind of erasing and changing in most cases. So I think those three guys, if we can see, man, Whiteside, Mello, and Gary Trent Jr. play the way that we, we think they're going to play, then I think the Blazers have a good enough chance to 
to beat anybody. But Dame, uh, they yeah. don't expect 40-something from – do you remember last year in the playoffs? First series, Dame was incredible, averaging a little over 30-something points. Second series, still very good, yeah. you know, but just – Yeah, by the time they got to Golden State, it was yeah. – And you're going to play the Lakers in the first round. Like, you don't want to be gassed going into L.A. or going, excuse me, playing against L.A. Yeah. Because you're going to need somebody to carry the load for you once you get there. I like your point about Hassan Whiteside, and I think it's interesting because I've started to think about him a lot. And, and you're very correct in, in, in saying that he's very productive for his minutes. But I think that's kind of purposeful in a way. Yeah. Dude, Hassan Whiteside, and I was noticing this on Twitter. A lot of uh, a lot of Heat stands were coming in when uh, Hassan was like playing well on defense and rebounding, and they were all like, "Yeah, dude, we've seen this before." Because they're uh, like, some Blazer fans were geeking out on him, and they were just like, "Yeah, dude, that's Hassan." Yeah, like it's like it's almost as if he loses motivation the longer he's in, and that it's like Terry Stotts has found the perfect amount of minutes where he's like, "Okay, he will be motivated for this amount of time." If I keep him there longer and he gets tired and he gets disinterested because he's either missing shots or he's getting into foul trouble, like, I can't do it. And he knows there's no pressure on him. That, you know, too. With, with Nurkic back, he can go out there. Hassan is not a great scorer, but he's shown that he can score. You know, he's shown that little turnaround, Serviceable. little flip shot. Yeah. Like, he's shown that he can he can put the ball in the basket a few times. But not having to be the, the primary big man yeah. and not have to worry about scoring the points and then doing all. I think that's been good for him because now he can come in against a second unit. Hassan Whiteside, who is a first unit guy. Make no matter if he's on any other team, he's more than likely their starting center. Mm. On any other NBA team, more than likely Hassan Whiteside I would argue is your starting depends. center. I mean, name a team that he's not the starting center for. If he's the Lakers, he's the starting center for them right now. If he is any literally any other team, he's going to start for them today. The Blazers just happen to be the one team with two starting centers on their roster, you know, and I think that's kind of uh, what it is for him. So he gets a chance to do that. Hmm. Uh, we're against the clock, so we're going to break, but we're going to come back and talk about some keys uh, to today's games. What do the Blazers need to do to win this game against Memphis? We're talking one and done. Blazers, score more. Blazers only want one. Will says score more. I say defend, but we'll argue about that when we come back next year on Center and the Saint. Brother, it's a big one. Yeah, this is this is a vibe right now. Yeah, you like Ziggy, I huh? I like it, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, 1019, right here, center in the Saint. Man, this is Rashad Taylor. I appreciate my man Will Darkens for letting me come and kind of hang out with you for, for the day. Hell yeah, dude. I'm, I'm bummed that you don't get a chance to play tennis tomorrow because lunch is gone. I wish I could play. I'd play with you, but it wouldn't last for very long. It'd be a, it'd be a 10, 15-minute game and be over. Oh, it's all right. That's usually what it is with uh, Lynch. Oh, okay. Dude, I smoke Lynch in tennis. No, I'm yeah, I'm I'm shocked. Lynch's calves are too big to move. Like, I mean, Lynch's body is just so like. For those who don't know, like, Mike Lynch is a he's a big guy. You know what I mean? He's not like not at all like a a, a fat guy or anything like that. He's just a tall six foot. Five, you know, like these. Well, both really, of you, both of you are pretty big dudes. Really, like compared to me, you're, you're the, what? You're like six four, right? We're, uh, six three. We're six, the biggest. Three. We're the biggest show on the fan. Yeah. So I mean, take that, Dusty and Cam or Isaac and Soup. You know, we're the biggest. Obviously, Dirt and Sprague. Are, you know, that's actually, the, that's a good debate because what I would say is that Dusty and Cam. Now I'm factoring in everybody in your show, right? So Joe's your producer. Okay. So Dusty and Cam. Cam is a mammoth human being. Huge. Uh, Dusty is an average human being. Very regular. Their producer, Ryan Buckley, Buck, 
He's actually a pretty big dude as well. He's is... Buck. Anybody named Buck, like you're, you're. He's a big you're guy. You're a substantial guy. He's <laughs> got, about got six three himself. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's a little taller than me. I'm about six one, and he's kind of a bigger guy. And then I think about you and Lynch, and Joe kind of brings that average. Yeah, down. Joe averages out. You know, Joe's about what five ten. You know, five five nine somewhere around there. So that's a viable debate. Yeah. I would say, yeah. I would say in two on two hoops, and then um, Lynch quickly reminds me that no, we don't we don't want to do two that. on two hoops. Yeah, yeah, you guys would get spoke. Would we? Yeah, definitely. By Dusty and Cam. Yeah. Why? Uh. I think you'd probably have to carry the team. Is what I'm saying. No, man, please, <laughs> I, man, put put Lynch up against Dusty and just say post up, man. We can do this. That that's that's all day. That's all day. I don't know, man. Dusty, lifts I think you'd be carrying yeah. a lot of weight in that yeah. game. I don't know. And Cam is a crazy athlete. You know, that's yeah. the that's the big thing. Okay, enough about us. More about the Blazers because they play today, and this is an important game for them. They would like to go in there and just get this first one. Obviously, what you don't want to do is go into a, a three-game playoff with a team like Memphis, who's really too silly to know, too dumb to know that they probably shouldn't be here. But they played hard all year. John Morant will walk away with the Rookie of the Year award, and rightfully so. I love Zion, but he just didn't play enough. Uh, the time he did play, he was awesome. But for the for the whole season, Morant has been just better. I would honestly say that Zion Williamson is a bigger disappointment to this NBA season than the coronavirus. Really? I, I honestly would because I, I truly believe that this bubble tournament that we've been having has made the league almost better. And Zion Williamson, the expectations that went along with him and the results that we got, uh, while they were somewhat impressive, were so short-lived and erratic that it's like I, I didn't really even appreciate it. Really? I didn't. I, he had that one game, and then after that, there were just some double-doubles, and it was like, okay, this is great, but, like, dude, it's starting to seem like you're going to turn into a fast-forward Blake Griffin where you're, like, an athletic freak, but, like, your career is going to get super hampered super quick. Like, Blake Griffin played for a while, but, like, there was after a point of his athleticism that just started to kind of demean. See, Blake Griffin is still one of those guys that quietly averages, like, 23 in, in Detroit. Unfortunately, he plays for Detroit. Yeah. And so nobody knows. I guarantee a lot of people that probably didn't even know where uh, Blake Griffin was. But I would have to disagree with you on Zion because as a rookie, and like I said, the small 24-game sample size that we got, mm. you're talking about a kid who put up 22 points, man, six and a half rebounds, two assists, and, you know, a half a, like, half a block a game. Like, here's a – and like, wasn't supposed to do that. Like, as a rookie, like, everybody yeah. – who would they say he was going to be? He's going to be Derek Favors. And he's going to be, like, all these other kind of mm. kind of guys that are just, you know, they're good around the rim. What was the other one? Um uh, uh, play Julius Randle. That was the projection for <laughs> yeah. him. Julius Randle. And he came out in his first year hurt and out of shape yeah. and still was able to put up 22 and 6. Like, so. Like, no denying that stat line's awesome. But also just, like, the expectation. And that's what kind of bothers me the most is that the expectation did not meet the reality in any way whatsoever. I mean, I know it never usually does. It's pretty rare. I mean, I think KG and LeBron are the only ones I've ever uh, known in NBA history where, like, the expectation completely or exceeded the Alan reality. Allen Iverson. Iverson yeah, maybe AI, you know, too, so yeah. From, from college to, to the pros. But, no, I, I think the that Zion is an, an incredible talent. However, uh, John Morant, he's been really good. I'm going to just read out some of these numbers for, for the Grizzlies, if hmm. I could. And this is for the Blazers, the Blazers as well. Um, Memphis, on paper, looks like the better team, if you're looking at the numbers. Sure. So uh, Memphis is 14th in scoring. The Blazers are 6th. 
Memphis in 17th in point differential. The Blazers are 19th. Memphis is second in assist. The Blazers are 30th. 30th in assist. How many teams are there in the NBA? 32. I think 30, 30, uh, 30, <laughs> 31, 32 teams in the NBA. That's sad. I don't and know you're that. 30. Like that's, that's pretty, pretty terrible. That means you're at the very end of that list. Uh, steals per game. The Grizzlies 12th, the Blazers 28th. Yeah. Uh, uh, blocks per game, seventh for Memphis, second for the Blazers and then rebounds per game, which is a huge thing tonight. Memphis is fifth. The Blazers are 12th. So in all but two categories, Memphis is just a better team than the trailblazers. However, However, Memphis doesn't have Damian Lillard. No, and, and it's the experience factor. And there's an there's an ex- absolute yeah. experience factor. You're talking about a team that's a year removed from being in the conference finals. And so if they can take that know-how, and really you have your full team back for the first time uh, all season, you know, so through these eight grant games, the Blazers need to come out and they have to, their defense has got to be better than it's been for these past eight games. Well, and I think, too, even from the very first game they played Memphis in this bubble, that overtime thriller, like, it was a moment where you finally saw this team take a lesson from the past and carry it over into the present. And I feel like that playoff experience that they got last season, uh, you know, uh, beating OKC, surprising Denver, you know, fighting, even though they were swept, fighting against uh, the Warriors. All of that grit and that determination, I feel like, came to life against all the teams that they had played. Even when they lost to Boston, you could see it. You could see that they had finally learned how to fight for themselves in a yeah. game, which is like, it's something that is so intangible that you just don't think about with NBA teams until you get to these points in the playoffs where it's like, it shines through. I I point even the example of um, the Raptors last season. The Raptors were able to do that, even though it wasn't a team that was completely cohesive because you brought Kawhi Leonard in late. You took DeMar DeRozan out, which was a, a huge dynamic with that team. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and uh, Kyle Lowry, right? So you take this dynamic that completely defines a team and you put this veteran in who's an NBA right. title winner, an NBA Finals MVP, and that type of experience just created such a determination in a team that yes, they played a hobble, they beat a hobbled Warriors team in the title, but it got them the title. They did, yeah. They could have easily effed that up. No, they could have. They could have. And what the Blazers have to do is take what they've learned in these past playoff experiences, yeah. especially as you're talking about down the stretch in the third and fourth quarters. If they can take advantage, because I think the reason they fight so hard is because their defense is so bad. Oh and so they gosh. have to fight so hard to stay in the game. And you see Dude, the text line earlier laboring. saying I was screaming rebound. Oh, it was it was crazy. And I think the defense for the Blazers has been so, so bad, you know, for for them to where you're seeing teams that probably shouldn't be able to keep up at a point like the Blazers were winning the game against um, the Clippers going into the fourth quarter. Mm. They shouldn't have lost that Clippers game, but they just couldn't uh, defend anybody. You lost Joel and B within the first few minutes of the game and you still only beat Philly by three points. You only yeah. beat the Mavericks by three points. You beat the Nets by a point and, and and if that goes in then you're out. You know, you you lost to or you beat Memphis by five the first time. Like you there hasn't been a resounding victory since they've started. Yeah. You know, and so they have to come out and really show that defensively they can figure it out because the Lakers have LeBron and A D. 
like if you can't rebound or if you can't try to defend those guys even a little bit, there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Oh, dude, there's nothing not you can do. do but who who's guarding LeBron? No I, one. There's nothing you can do. No, it's the, it's, it's the, like, but really though, like it's, <laughs> it's not getting beat by those other guys. It's not letting Caldwell Pope and some of those other guys, man, J.R. Smith and um, yeah, De- and Deion Waiters, not letting those guys beat you because that's what you're seeing from these Blazers from these teams so far is they're getting beat. By the other guy, like the guy that's like, who the hell is guarding him? Why is he still scoring? And so if they can figure that out, man, I think the Blazers have a great shot, not just only win this game, but I think take really take it to L.A. Will they beat the Lakers? Man, LeBron is hard to beat in the playoffs, and I don't think he's ever lost in the first round. So, uh, dude, that for, could be a, that could be difficult. For real, though, answer that well, question. Well, no. Who Who is guarding LeBron James no one. one-on-one. There's no guarding right. LeBron. But, like, I'm actually asking the question, yeah, like, there's like, I need an answer yeah. of, like, who Terry Stotts, because in his head he's already thinking ahead to the first round, and he's like, you know, yeah, we can game plan for Memphis all we want, but I have to start game plan. Seriously, because you're going to have to play man at a certain point, and you can't trap that dude all day, because once you do that at the top of the key. It's a wrap. Yeah, his his passing ability is insane. He just finds people open. Remember, LeBron James lead the, leads the league in assists. Yes, this he's season. a friggin' point so, guard, and he's six eight. Yeah, so it's like you're not gonna put Carmelo on him because he'll be exhausted by the end. You're not gonna put Gary Trent on him, probably because of the size. You're not putting Zach Collins on him because of obvious reasons. That's the only one that you can't put on him. Though. No, oh, it is. There's nothing you can. There's nothing. Dude, he will eat his lunch Le, Le, all day. LeBron James is a walking, talking mismatch. Like, Dame, there's nobody in your starting five that can guard him. There's not a person in your starting five. This is where you kind of miss Aminu because he yeah. was at least long enough to you could throw at LeBron, but wasn't going to do much because he, he can at least try to let's throw a body unquote, at him, bother yeah. him or something like that. There's nothing that the Blazers can do. Rodney Hood probably would have been that guy. Ariza definitely would have been that guy. But mm. now that neither one of those people are here, the Blazers are just going to have to figure it out so we'll see what happens today the game starts at 11 30 abc there should be no blackouts if you have uh direct tv or anything like that i know people have been struggling with that i'm or if like me yeah on thursday you got super disappointed when Ugh. they blacked out the tnt game because you wanted to hear kevin harlan super irritating man but it happens and so tonight the blazers have a chance to really uh stamp their ticket to the first round of the playoffs and play against the Los Angeles Lakers. That first game, if they do win, will be Tuesday at 6 p.m. on TNT. Okay, coming up next, either it's the most savage move in NFL history or the dumbest. We'll tell you what Seahawks rookie tried to do to sneak in some trim to his hotel. That's coming up next. But first, Will has sports. I love her so bad, but she treats me like a Yeah. Shout out to Sublime. Not sure who this is, but I like it. Lana Del Rey, bro. Lana Del Rey, I like it. You know what I'm saying? It is 1036 on a beautiful Portland, Oregon day. I got like the weather advisory, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a scorcher. It's like 101 today. Dude, 100, I uh, I walked by the conference room window in here, went to the bathroom during the break. It looks incredible out on oh, the water. Man. And luckily for us, and I'm I'm sure you've kind of painted this picture for your listeners before, but here in the studio. You know, especially where I'm sitting, we have a, a beautiful view of the Willamette River and people kind of running by and, you know, biking and all those little things. You know, so many, so many beautiful things to look at out the window. It's really hot women. Yeah. And boats. Mostly boats. Boats and women. And and, and, and women. So um, speaking of speaking of women, some dudes just don't learn. Um, 
and I guess he's really young, so maybe he hasn't learned yet, but he he's, he, he knows now. Um, and what may be the most savage move in NFL history or the dumbest move in NFL history, uh, rookie Kima Siver, Siverin, I think that's you say his last name, Siverin. Sure. Sure, why not? Um, he tried to get himself some trim while being uh, at training camp. You know, and right now, obviously, there are – uh, no additional visitors and things like that for to make sure the players are kept safe because of obviously COVID nineteen. This is a, a huge theme you'll find across sports. Is this man guys kind of trying to be their safest right there? Well, not this guy because it looks like cameras caught him sneaking in a young woman um, and tried to disguise her as a player by putting Seahawks gear on her. Now we don't know what kind of Seahawks gear. We don't know if it was women's cut. We don't know what it is but either way they noticed that this person was not a member of the team mm. saw them being snuck into uh the team facility or it was the hotel it, um it's a hotel yeah uh, snuck into the hotel which is a big no-no right mm. now for obvious reasons and that man was then cut by head coach Pete carroll Pete carroll came out and said number one rule on here always protect the team uh, i'll convey the degree of discipline we need here every day i'll tell Tell them your uh, your conscience is important. Your conscience has to guide you. So you can tell he was kind of kind of that's kind of an old man answer for yeah I'm I'm pissed and I'm not going for that and yeah be smarter is so, essentially what he's saying. So here is uh, kind of the conundrum I think you face in this being team officials. So he tried to dress this woman up as a player, right? And it's probably pretty obvious that. A woman doesn't have the size, an average woman doesn't have the size of an NFL player. Even a, thinking, she must even been, a kicker. She must have been a, a, a bulky woman if, they, I mean, if, he, yeah. if he thought for sure yeah. that she'd be able to pass as an sure. NFL player. Not a basketball player, not a soccer player, mm -hmm. an NFL football player. Right. Uh, you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place if you're the team because let me put this out there. What if it was a player... And the two players were just doing each other. Oh, yeah, that could. Does I mean, that, do you get kicked off then? Well, I mean, it depends. Is the other player from the same team or are they from different teams? Or are they I from, think it's same team. Yeah, if it's, if but it's, like, do you think there was an ounce of thought in the team when they like saw the footage and they were like, well, wait, hold on a second. What if it's like his teammate and they're having sex? Like we can't. Can't do anything. You can't suspend can't, them, can't, can't, can't we? Can't about that. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can't. And if that were the case, uh, I think well, some guys would be like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, he didn't leave the, he didn't leave the campus, or he didn't do anything. Like, you know, there's some people that would really kind of be like, oh, okay. And mind you, that would that would make sense. What doesn't make sense is you're bringing in somebody who clearly doesn't look like. And I, I have to see this woman. Forgive me, because she may very well fit the profile of a football player. You might have big shoulders oh, and, no, and big dude, arms, no. huge calves. Like, no. Who knows? No. That might be what he's into. You know, we don't know. So you think that in his head, this rookie was like, okay, so this is a bigger woman. I got it. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to dress her up in team gear and get, uh, okay, here's the other thing. Uh, most women have long hair. Again, I'm generalizing. Maybe she has short hair. Right. But how many NFL players have like a full Dreads on. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, dread or just like it's a big common. head of hair. It's a yeah. very common thing yeah, in the NFL. Big ass head of hair. Yeah, so it's it's incredibly common. 
Either way, I don't think this young man was thinking things all the way through. It is pretty you know? savage, though, and, dude. And also, you're a rookie. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is super savage. But you may have just cost yourself a career in the NFL because um, you've been cut. You know, before camp has even started, before you've gotten a chance to play your first yeah. actual game, you've been cut. And so you don't know. And especially after violating a rule like this in the middle of a what some people it's the middle of the pandemic still you yeah. know for so to to bring someone else into you know the your your fold as as a, as a team where you guys know you've been preaching safety and all these different things guys are still having like zoom meetings and stuff like that to make sure they can stay stay separate from each other yeah and you snuck a woman in to the facility or to the hotel that's a that's a that's a bad look. That's a bad idea, and it really shows a lot of immaturity on your part. Well, I think what it really shows is a lack of planning because he obviously didn't cooperate with another player and no. say, "Hey, look, here's what's going to happen. Once team meetings are done, I need you, not my roommate, some other guy, to come into the hotel room. I need you to just hide in the closet for a bit. Okay, you hide in there, and then this this woman." who I'm going to dress up in team gear is going to come a little bit later. And when they break it, because I'm pretty sure this probably happened that like the team official saw it. And then they broke in and were like, Hey, go do that. I hope that's how it happened. I want when we get her a knock at the door for this woman to go into the closet. And then I need you to tap in and just act like you're hanging out in the room. Yeah. So when they come in, they go, Oh, that was the player. I guess we're mistaken. Or just meet her in the car or meet her somewhere. You know, you can't leave. Like, I'm <laughs> no, that's saying, too easy. I'm just saying there's so many <laughs> things that you could have done, and or at least I, I assume there are a lot of things you could have done, but losing your, your NFL career probably wasn't the smartest move. But, hey, what the hell do I know? You know what I'm saying? I only have a bachelor's degree. Somebody so. on the text line, 503-250-1080. Was he just trying to push it? Yeah. Getting, he's <laughs> trying to get that WAP. You know what I mean? And I'm not mad at him. You know, it's one of those things, but just – Get a hotel concierge like a regular person and, you know, make sure it's a perfect time. Perfect time. Uh, we have another text here on the text line that says, uh, I think they should find two Seahawks in the love with each other. Seahawks might <laughs> – Seahawks management would try to buy the players uh, a lovely Chase Lounge for their deck. It's it's very possible, you know. Like, they've, they've been upfront about that, but – I'm not sure. Maybe if he just went to his coach and be like, hey, Coach Carroll, man, I got some work outside. Do you think it's cool if I, you know, just go outside for a couple minutes? And Hey, Coach Carroll, is it okay if Bill and I do it in the hotel? Yeah. What, what does Coach Carroll say? The punter. What, is, what does Coach K or Coach K? What does Coach Carroll say at that point? I think uh, Coach Carroll would okay. probably have to say, all right. Yeah. All right, man. You know, thank you for being honest. But I've always I, wondered about that before. Like, has there ever been an instance for two NFL players, two men? Like, just sure so happened has. to be gay and then, like, fell in love with each other. I'm sure And then kept has. it secret. I'm, and well, football's been played for a long time. Right. So I'm almost for certain. Like, there's been guys that fell like, in love with each other. Like, that would have to happen, like, yeah, right? Man. You're, number one, people are crazy if you think that only straight guys are playing football or basketball or whatever the case is. Or any That's sport, not the case. for that matter. That's not the case, man. So, if and, and really, man, more power to you. You find love at work, then, man, do your thing. You know what I mean? So, I'm definitely not tripping. All right, man. Uh, coming up next, uh, what to watch? Couple things to watch, at least. There's just one for me, and I'm pretty sure y'all know what it is. And it doesn't happen at 1:30. Uh, we'll talk about that next, right here on the fan. Yeah. 
Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. And are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. What to watch. Well, the kids the, upset you, didn't they? Well, a little, little bit. You know, it was a little creepy, like kind of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Kind of uh, Freddy Krueger, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street kind of. I was like, oh, okay. I watched cool. your face when they were giggling, and it was just like this just completely blank. Just creepy. Like, oh, my god. Just creepy. Um, man, what to watch today? Well, obviously, you've heard me say it and oftentimes say it wrong today. But at 1.30, <laughs> at 11.30, the Blazers will be playing on TNT or on ABC, excuse me, and um, pretty important game. I don't know if you've heard us talking about it at all today, but if the Blazers win, they're in. But Memphis has to win two of them, so the Blazers have uh, they got their work cut out for them today. But that's what I'm going to be watching at first, starting at 11:30. But the uh, countdown, NBA countdown, starts at 11 a.m. Yeah, obviously I'm going to be watching this, and uh, not so much about what I will be watching, but what I. Uh, what I watched last night. Uh, you've ever seen Stuber? Oh, I love Stuber. It was a great movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. It was super funny. I cracked up. <laughs> Dude, I watched Stuber last night. That movie was something else. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Jose Batista, right? Uh, uh, Dave Batista. Dave Batista. I'm sorry. Dave Batista, for a guy who probably has had no acting training. He was a WWF superstar for like, no, seriously, I'll say this, man. There's a reason that John Cena and The Rock are so popular in, in Hollywood right now. It's because they have to take live takes on television in front of millions of people and not miss a beat. Like, so, yeah, I kind of believe that, man, sometimes wrestlers, man, it's it's so natural for them. You look at The Rock or Dwayne Johnson now, and it's just it was just so natural for him to be in front of a crowd to where now I get lines. So I don't have to. I can remember these lines and get multiple takes at it. Yeah, some of these guys are going to be really good at doing it. I've never thought about it that way before, but I, I fully expected going into that movie, I was like, this guy's going to suck. Oh, it was pretty good. Like, I think probably some of the worst non-actors to act in movies. Hulk Hogan was awful in oh, movies. Hulk Hogan's terrible. Um, but they're good movies, though, still. Beyonce was really bad in Goldmember and uh that one where her husband was cheating on her she's bad in lion king and she was just the voice yeah that's true she was, was bad in lion bad. king too yeah it was pretty I don't know bad. how the hell that happens because her voice is so amazing it's but so, like because she beyonce has a very strong voice just just talking it's where it, she, it's at times she just can't be she just can't be soft and can't be it's like mm. 
Yes, Simba. You're going like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Everything has to be intense with her. Yes, and that's the big thing for, for Beyonce. So it's hard to listen to her or watch her act a lot of times. She's great to look at and listen to mm. sing, but acting is not a thing. What are you going to watch after the game, bud? Mm, you know, I'm in kind of a Netflix lull right now or a streaming lull. Like, it's gotten to the point now uh, where I literally don't find anything interesting on streaming apps. Yeah, you know I mean, like I'm doing the scroll action where I'm just going through everything, but it's just not entertaining. You know, it's almost as if I've been exposed to so much crap now because I've just gotten curious about certain things. Like what really ruined it for me was the Netflix series Selling Sunset about mm -hmm. all those hot chicks in California selling homes. Like that is pure television sludge, but I loved it. Yeah, that's okay. Well, television. I used to watch I Love New York. Or flavor oh, of love. Dude, like, I was, was on, all about I Love New York. That was on TV the other day, and it was just like a whole marathon of both seasons, and I watched them all. Wasn't well, it kind of weird that those two brothers on it were like owned a stallion farm? Yeah. yeah, so you know, one <laughs> of them passed away. Like, you know, what? Had like a had like a weird cancer or something, and so the one with the long hair. Uh, dude, he's ended dead. Up passing away. Yeah, he, he passed away a few years ago. But uh, that was a great show. I still watch. You know, when it comes on TV, it's it's impossible for me not to watch it. And I know it's so bad for my brain, but yeah, I can't help it. The uh, one thing I remember from I Love New York is when Pumpkin uh, spit on her. Oh my gosh! Or uh, from was, Flavor of Love. Yeah, sorry. that was yeah. that was a gross moment, but awesome because I want to see her get beat up anyway. I don't. I'm not a big fan of violence and seeing people get beat up. But when you spit on someone, like yeah. that's that's ultimate. You got it like, coming. That's ultimate. And uh, speaking of fighting, I am a big fan of UFC. And tonight, there is a big heavyweight bout uh, between Miacic and uh, Daniel Cormier. This will be Daniel Cormier's final uh, MMA match. Hmm. Uh, this is also for the um, UFC heavyweight championship. Uh, Daniel Cormier has really established himself as one of the best UFC fighters in the world and really of all time. You know, really, there's a lot of people that put him in that top five list. I wouldn't, but there's a lot of people that do, and I kind of understand why. So tonight, I'll be watching... Uh, one of the greatest UFC uh, fighters and mixed martial artists, uh, Daniel Cormier, and what should be his uh, final match. He's lost two matches his entire career, I believe. I believe it's only two, and both of which were two who I consider to be the greatest MMA star of all time, John Bones Jones. Uh, I will uh, go ahead and agree with you uh, because I don't know anything about ultimate fighting. That's cool. No one really does. Like, I mean, I feel like Lynch, and Lynch just kind of stares at me like I have, you know, crap on my face, and so he's just kind of like, oh, uh, whatever, dude. Yeah, Whenever sure. Lynch talks about soccer, like we have that same look of just like we what have are you to watch soccer. About? I don't know about you, but we have to watch it in here during Sports Sunday. Oh, dude. Like Lynch has it on, and he's rooting for the teams, and I'm like, man, who are these guys? Oh, you don't watch. Oh, oh, like, oh you don't watch the Premier Super League no. in Britain? No. Lynch said he would. He he. He won't watch, like, AAA baseball or something like that. But I was like, but you'll watch, like, Major League Soccer, which is, like, not even the second-best league in soccer, but you won't watch the second-best league in baseball, which is strange to me. Dude, Mike Lynch is... He's a strange guy. He's an enigma. He's a strange guy. Man. It's the, the soccer, the baseball, the complete apathy towards the NBA, even though he acts like he's an NBA fan. And death the metal. heavy metal. Yeah, death the, de metal. The, the death metal. Like for those of you who don't know, like, Lynch loves death metal. Yes. Can't understand anything that they're saying, but just loves to to listen to it, vibes out to it, you know, takes you know takes naps to it and stuff like that. Like, he's really, really into that. Like, he's, he's an interesting, he's an interesting 
case study, man. If so, if you know anything about Mike Lynch, like you know that he's a he's he's a pretty interesting guy. I love. So, him. what are you streaming on Netflix right now, or any of uh, the? What well, are you watching? I haven't watched. You know, honestly, I haven't watched Netflix in so long. Um, are you I'm, just I'm, geeked out on sports now that it's back? I'm I'm so excited. You know, I watched Netflix for four months. You know, there's nothing else to watch. Netflix yeah. and Hulu. I think I watched every show. Uh, we went crazy over a Tiger King. We, you know, we oh went crazy uh, over a lot of stuff. But there's one uh, actually documentary that I watched. It's called um, Don't F with Cats. Yeah, I've been suggested this a lot, and I own two cats myself, yeah. and so I'm super. Uh, yeah, it's a, I'm super queasy of watching it. It's a it's it's a pretty intense uh, documentary, and I honestly wasn't expecting it. Um, not a big pet guy, you know. What I'm so, but uh, you don't have any pets? No, dude, get a I dog. Have, man, I have a kid, bro. Oh yeah. Well, that's why you get a dog to take care of the kid. Yeah, and I have a kid, man. They got they eat a lot, and I'm cool, like. At this point, man, it's like having another kid. I'm okay. The dog is like, or the kid is like two dogs. Yes. Yes. They, they, they crap all the time. They eat everything. They leave messes all over the place. Toilet paper everywhere. So, man, I'm good. I have I have a nine-year-old son, and I think that'll do it for me. So, well, speaking of that, that'll do it for us, man. Man, Will, thank you so much for having me in. Thank you for everybody that interacted with us on the text line. Uh, really appreciate you guys, man. If you're around tomorrow, I'll be here again uh 9 11 doing uh sports sunday so feel free to tune in man but if not man make sure you enjoy your saturday it's gonna be a hot one out there wear some sunscreen wear your mask if you're going to be out there and doing stuff around people please do yourself a favor wear a mask keep yourself safe keep your family safe man have a good time enjoy your saturday peace y'all. you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey